Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have a special guest, Lori Morse, a sacred health mentor. Welcome, Lori. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Lori, my first question for you. Can you please introduce yourself, stating a little bit what you do today, and a little bit of your story with an emphasis on the kind of abuse you overcame in your life? Sure. So today I'm a, I've been a practitioner of Chinese medicine for about 33 years. And about five or six years ago, um, I cultivated this online journey for sacred health. And I'll tell you why that is, but not yet. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I'm an American woman and I grew up in a, what I thought was a normal American you know, family life. There was some, uh, you know, abuse that would be definitely considered, you know, problematic today, but that was a different generation then. But what really struck me is that when I like left the, the nest, so to speak, and I went to school and I went to work full time, how much abuse there was and how much abuse that came my way. And it was mostly mental and emotional and sexual abuse. Um, and, and I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, I did not know how to navigate all of that because that wasn't how I, I didn't wasn't exposed to it in my growing up. And so, I mean, I have stories upon stories of, you know, now in hindsight, when I look back, like how in the world could people act that way? Men in particular. So I think the overarching theme of my particular journey personally, and then in working with women is how to uh, unhook from the abuse of power within the patriarchy that we all live within and that is changing even as we are having this conversation. And there was the point in time where I realized, oh, I was in corporate for 10 years after, after uh, college and I, it was sucking my soul dry. And this is where I was, you know, kind of, um, what is it called when you're um, fielding <laughs> all the abusive balls being thrown, you know, thrown at me. And, um, and I thought, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And there was like a little voice inside my head that just said, start looking for what you would wake up feeling happy to, to do. And I had no idea that there was such a thing as Chinese medicine at the time. So I was reading all these books and doing all these, you know, worksheet things that were in the books to try to figure out like what direction I should move myself in. Because all I knew was corporate and my dad thought that was like the best thing ever. But I was like, can't do it, you know. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I did glean from the books I was reading is that it was health related. So I worked in health food restaurants and then I managed health clubs for women. And one of the things in the health club um, perks that I got was a monthly massage. And I was being massaged by this woman named Linda who was going to acupuncture school. And she was telling me, you know, all the info and, you know, stuff that was happening. It was mainly the dirt and the gossip and who was sleeping with who. But <laughs> um, I, I just remember, oh, you know, acupuncture is a thing, even though I had no idea what it was. And one of the books I was reading had, you know, was talking about yin and yang and chi, which is the Chinese word for life force or energy. And I'm driving down the road one day in, in San Diego, California, in the U.S. where I live. And I there was a school, the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, where they taught, you know, the program of, of acupuncture, Chinese medicine. That Chinese medicine is an umbrella under which a lot of things fall, you know, like the acupuncture, acupressure, nutrition, herbs, you know, qigong, all, all the things. And 
it's a whole model of medicine with ancient wisdom for modern times. And, and uh, I didn't know any of that. But here, here's the turning point. I'm driving and a little voice inside my head, which I can now, you know, very clearly say it's the still small voice of our higher wisdom, our higher self, our higher presence, said, turn right and park. Because if I hadn't, if I didn't turn right, right then, I would go all the way down this hill that would take me really far away. And there was no other ways to turn back and come back to the Pacific College. So I turn and I go into the college and I'm asking the woman, you know, I, I actually wondered as I was walking up the stairs, I don't even know what I'm going to ask these people. <laughs> so as I get up there, there's this lovely woman sitting behind a desk. And I just said, well, can I see your curriculum? And and she hands me this spiral book and I sit down and I start reading all the descriptions of the classes. And I kid you not, Gemma, my cells started dancing. I could feel this like whole thing going on inside of my body that was a like a big yes. And I did say yes to that path. And um, I, I haven't looked back ever, back ever since because that path has taught me this idea. I mentioned the word chi, which is the the Chinese word for energy, which we are all made of energy, right? Like we have different ways it shows up, like arms and organs and, you know, trees and the things we don't see, you know, like the wind. I try, I like to use that as an example because we know the wind is making the branches sway on the tree, but we don't see the wind, but we can't say the wind doesn't exist. And this is the life force, if you will, that's pumping our blood and beating our heart and, you know, giving us words to have this conversation right now. Well, over time, that life force started um, inviting me to learn about it more and to then start directing it and, and start like managing it with more conscious awareness. And so it has taught me that I can heal, you know, things in my body, uh, that I can be a creative human being, which I never thought I was before. I tried to draw a teapot in my 20s and it came out horrible. And I threw it in the back of the closet and <laughs> I totally, you know, pronounced myself not creative. Well, today I'm actually an artist. And, um, and it's like this life force is so potent and so benevolent. And, and it's only, I mean, it's, its devotion is to the expression of life and beauty and love and peace. And most hearts that I come across want all of that. And, you know, it's like, but how do we get that in the midst of chaos and hatred and war and, you know, things that are opposite of what our heart yearns for. And so what I've basically learned how to do is to compost or alchemize or transform the energy that is no longer serving for each of us as individuals. I do this with myself and then I help other women do it through the Sacred Health Academy, how to alchemize and compost all of that energy that is no longer serving into an energy that is of beauty and, and is more peaceful and is calming to our minds and healing to our bodies and, you know, nourishing to our relationships and the life around us. So that's, that's the nutshell version. <laughs> and that is an amazing description. Thank you so much for sharing. It's it's rejoicing to hear how you actually came around. Now, let's rewind a little bit. Because we are on Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse, you just swiftly mentioned it was another time. It was accepted by then, but it was 
absolutely not okay. And you mentioned mental, emotional, and sexual abuse. Do you want to maybe share a little bit more so that those who are going through that can actually recognize themselves in your story? That's the goal. Yes, of course. What I what I actually was referring to that what it was another time was, you know, like my mother spanking me with a wooden spoon. That that was the part. I, I do not in any way think that the mental, emotional, and sexual abuse that that you know is woven in the programming of our the matrix of of our world now is okay. <laughs> so just to be clear on that. Um uh you know. I remember, I remember not wanting to be here anymore in my 20s because it was so, I did not know how to, um, as I said before, navigate. Like there would, there would be, you know, men that, that just assumed that they could abuse. And I'm, I'm taking it as a, being a woman that they could abuse women. Now I see it all the time. You know, we see it all the time in, you know, in life. And I didn't realize that 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 I was un, incapable of taking care of myself in those kinds of circumstances, you know, and it just took a long time of trial and error to figure that out. I mean, I would I would drive home crying my eyes out because of, you know, one of the ways that, you know, a, a, a boss who happened to be male made assumptions about what I needed to do for him. You know, I, I actually never did it, but I was so scared and my knees were always shaking. Like when I was in a male man's, uh, male boss's office. And it wasn't always this way. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it wasn't this way all the time, but it was that way enough of the time that it got my attention. And, and I felt like I had to run away from corporate mainly because of that. Also, it was because it was sucking my soul, but I don't know how much of it was because of the abuse. So I don't know if that answers your question or if you want me to be more detailed. So what I hear, it is more about corporate worlds. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but then I ended up being in relationship with several different men who were abusive. And one in particular was probably the most mentally and emotionally abusive. And it was, it was I was in my 30s. I was probably around 33 or 34. And I remember thinking, something isn't right here. This isn't the way relationships are supposed to be. And I was telling an, a, a friend of mine who was older, and she turned me on to this book called The Physically Abusive Relationship. And of course, I bought it instantly. And I read it like in secret because we I was living with this man. And the very first page was or the very first sentence on the you know the opening part of the book was if even if there, someone is saying anything to you, whatever words they are using, if it is demeaning to your spirit, it is abusive. And I was like, whoa, is that true? I mean, I I, I had no way of knowing any of this kind of stuff, right? So of course, I read through the book probably more than once. And it helped me to come into some sort of a confidence, I think, to actually leave the relationship, which was so hard, because the guy was such a jerk. <laughs> I won't mention any names, but it was like, but the other thing it taught me, so I happened to, you know, part of what life force has taught me is that we are on a planet that has two sides of the coin, right? So when there's abuse, there's a potential for its opposite. 
And so I tried to figure out how to um, like alchemize that, that lead into gold. That's the, you know, the potential for the opposite. So one of the things in this particular relationship, I mean, I can't even tell you how many nights we were fighting. I mean, you, we hear stories about all of this and, you know, it was so loud in the middle of the night that people would, you know, knock on our door and say, could you calm down? And I'm not like the yelling, fighting type, but I didn't know how else to defend myself, right? My protective me mechanisms were so, you know, strong it, 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 and strengthened really throughout my whole life, right? If, if I really look back. But eventually he left and what I learned, so here's the gold out of this, is that the when I read that book and I knew that our time was limited, I thought, well, you know, I have nothing to lose but to practice speaking my truth. Speaking my truth was petrifying to me. It, I, I felt, it felt terrorizing, like I was going to be, you know, murdered instantly or something. And it was a bit, un, uh, you know, like it, it, it wasn't very rational because I didn't have an experience like that in this lifetime. But what if I was carrying that experience in with me in my DNA, whether from my lineage or my ancestry or just from how, what women have gone through? You know, when I read books about women being abused or I hear their, those stories, my blood curdles. So I know that in me, there is something in, in my, that I brought in with my DNA about overcoming abuse, not abdicating power and not not putting up with abuse of power, but finding that, you know, that Goldilocks middle, if you will. And the thing that I have to say about that, Gemma, is that I, there is no way that I would have found that middle ground. And I'm not saying I'm perfect in walking that middle ground because I'm not, but it's way better than it ever used to be. But the only way I was able to find that middle ground is by way of my connection to the source of all life that life force or light force that teaches me what's right and what's wrong. Our culture can't teach us that. I mean, yes, they can write books and say things like this isn't okay. But in terms of how we walk that path, how each of us walks that path individual, individually to our unique circumstances, it requires a connection to something larger than our own stories and experiences. That's a fabulous story. <clears throat> You really enlighten us. Thank you so much. Your story is very interesting because it is not the extreme, but it leads you to extreme reaction, extreme suicidal thought, extreme looking for solution and exit strategies. Mm -hmm. Even though technically, I mean, we all heard it. Yeah, they did not hit me, therefore it's not violence. Yeah it is still completely not allowed. And a hundred percent. And I think this is the way that abuse can be a little wily because if there's not black and blue marks or, you know, fist swinging, we just assume it is an abuse, but that's so, mm -hmm. what you just said is so true. Mm -hmm. So, and the, the reason we know this is because any kind of disempowering abusive experience that is designed to take, you know, to disempower the person. And, and women experience this all the time, right? I've recently had to tell my husband, I mean, recently in the last few years, who, by the way, is a wonderful man. <laughs> we have harmony in our marriage and, and it's possible to move from complete disharmony to complete harmony. <laughs> I had to tell him, you know, it's not, oh, the way a woman feels in the world is that it isn't safe. 
it's barely safe even in good neighborhoods to walk down the street when it's starting to get dark, let alone, you know, in the dark, dark, right? And I think men are surprised by that. You know, good men are surprised by that because it's like, well, we don't have that experience, you know? And so it's like, it's, it's really a different uh, experience for a woman. I must sadly agree. Yeah. I must sadly agree. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> In my experience, coming out of 15 years of domestic violence, where I was beaten, put down, raped, and most killed twice by strangulation, I experienced both kinds of abuse. The ones that leave scars and leaves bruise, and the one that leaves emotional scars and wounds. Yeah. And what I discovered by experiencing it is that the bruise and the blood and whatever we can get on our bodies that are taken seriously and taken instantly by, by all the healthcare systems and all the people around you, that's not the worst. That's... No. That, that heals up. That goes away. Yeah. We're fine. Mm -hmm. We're okay. It's pretty rare that indeed these injuries leave, never leave your body and actually like makes your physical life and ability to move your body miserable or in existence. That's pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Most of the time we do heal as human beings and also animals and every, every living being around here. What I really discovered and understood is that those emotional health wounds, yes. our child inside of us, yes. our the, the 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 kind of stories, our the, the kind of stories we tell ourselves, our explanatory style mm -hmm. that leaves lifelong scars if we choose something that is not serving us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear that and I think that that's really true. I, you know, I actually forgot even to mention that I was date raped twice. <laughs> so that was like another, you know, that's the physical part. It's like, oh yeah, that part, you know, we can, we can kind of move through, but it's the emotional scarring. But one of the things I want to insert here is that one of the things that Life Force has taught me is that what if on a soul level we make decisions before incarnating about the general flavor of abuse uh, you know and, and i don't even know if we set it up that way literally we're verbiage wise but but we say well i'm going to i'm going to walk this path and that path and what i know is that when i get to a certain point where the emotional intensity has gotten so too much that will be an evolutionary edge of, of soul growth of, because we have to evolve ourselves through that. We have to find our way through these tangles of emotional abusive energies that we carry in our systems. And some of us do carry them for lifetimes or for the whole life, but I don't think that we have to. I think that now, and especially more than ever, just based on the collective consciousness of humanity, there are openings, there are portals through which we can heal and actually shed these layers of emotional pain. Yes, yes, fully yes. So for you, if I understand well your story, 
that intuition to turn right and to go in this, in this college of ancient uh, Chinese medicine in San Diego, that was your turning point yes. with yourself dancing so much. It was the right thing aligned with your divine consciousness or something like so right for you. So that yeah. for you was that shift in consciousness. No more abuse, no more awful things. Just go for what feels so right, so aligned. Give me all that goodness, that chi, that qigong, that, that acupuncture, that, that realigning this entire all our different bodies, because we are much more than a physical one, right? A hundred percent. Yes. That's beautiful. So that was your turning point. That was my, that was my turning point. And I can say that it, I, I am so grateful that there was a turning point. And I believe we all have those. It's just that if I wouldn't have listened, then I would have had to kind of go through more intensity in order to get my attention. Do you know what I mean? Um, so listening and following those kind of nudges, which I have now understood to be our, our higher wisdom, our higher intelligence, you know, the presence of life that is bigger and more encompassing than just our physical bodies, that when I listen to her, she is always moving me in, in a direction that is good. That's gorgeous. Lori, what is a good website for people to reach out to you and, and to and to grab some of your goodness, something? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think the main one is createtoheelstudio.com. And you can pretty much find all the goods there. I mean, there's a couple of free things that you can grab and there's, you know, other websites or one or two other websites that you can connect yourself into. But everything is pretty much there. Oh, you're muted, sweetie. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, and do you have a, so an online school, an academy or something? Yeah, so, so this is what sort of showed itself about six or seven years ago. It, it, it's, um, so I, I'm now on the regular connected with my life force, and that life force brings with it... <laughs> Um, I don't know, friends and <laughs> more, more energies from, from the realm of, of light. And, and, you know, and so that energy has um, prompted me to create this sacred health Academy. And it's a, it's a, um, it's a virtual journey basically. And it's, it's, you learn, one learns how to cultivate their own energy to manage it, eventually master it because that's why we have this life is to, you know, we get dropped into this matrix and it's a maze and it's programming and it's, you know, we're not enough and not worthy and all, you know, all the programming of that, right? But we're also giving, given everything we need to find our way through the maze to the, to the cheese or the gold, if you will, the gold key. And the gold key is, is that which unlocks our, our truth, our, our true nature, you know, our, our, our own beauty, our own unique beauty, our own capacity to heal, our own ability to to compost the the emotional energy like we were talking about before and this sacred health academy teaches you everything you need to know to do that including nutrition you know the the kind of earth plane physical stuff that we need you know sleep hygiene and good nutrition and um and and community i think is probably another thing that i hear from women is really a, a beautiful part of it so yeah i hope i think that was everything <laughs>
unless you have questions. <laughs> that sounds truly, truly amazing. I look forward to actually signing up for that academy and feel a little bit of that goodness with you and with all the teachers. And I don't know exactly who, but it feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. And it's one at one's own pace. You know, there's no pressure for time. You just walk the path. Our, our thing is that if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and you know this because you've walked yourself on a path. Um, yeah, one foot in front of the other gets us gets us there, and especially when we're heading in the right direction. Sacred Health Academy is the right direction, I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Laurie, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, I really appreciate you coming on air today. Thank you. It's my pleasure, and thank you for doing what you're doing, Gemma. It matters. Thank you. Mm -hmm.